This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly, Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. This episode is sponsored by Nero. Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient But lately, you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focused without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind, stay in the zone, avoid the jitters and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's tryneurogum.com slash potential. Once again, that's tryneurogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember... Know your potential. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Listeners of the Potential Podcast, we are back. It is good to be back here with another big episode, our guest feature episode. As we said before, Chris and I are kind of bringing you a slew of entertainers, 
comedians, and people in the industry. And we're very excited to be back again. Uh, how are you doing, Chris? Doing pretty good, man. You know, it's summertime. Join that summer fun. Although uh, I am in school right now, so it's kind of a mixed bag of uh, having fun. And then oh, I got to go to my chair and do some work. But uh, yeah, man, it's been good. How about you, man? Been doing well. Uh, it's, you know, kind of crazy this summer. Um, gone by quick. I mean, just got married back in May and it's already uh, in July. And um, this is insane. But, you know, I think the summer when it's always you know, said and done, it does go by fast, no matter if you're a student uh, or or if you're just in, you know, enjoying it uh, like we are. But exciting stuff. Fingers crossed. Uh, my wife and I, Lindsay, we are uh, potentially getting this house here. Um, so our first big house, hopefully it all goes through. So that's pretty exciting. Big stuff there. And then we're going on a big vacation uh, coming out down to Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, for those listeners who don't know, uh, that is Ocean City, Maryland, not Ocean City, New Jersey. And I'm biased, but Ocean City, Maryland is way better. So um, that's fun because I, I spent a lot of I spent a lot of summers there with my family. So it's kind of exciting to you know come back and share that with her. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's great. Uh, it's nice when we're while we're recording this. I'm in your time zone. I'm in San Francisco for work, so this is uh, nice when we're both <laughs> on the you same. You gotta go see zone. the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, you can relive the great scene from Planet of the Apes, or. Or more mildly, yeah. uh, Full House, and the, play the theme song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But man, I am excited for our guest today because, you know, we've had a slew of comedians on the podcast before, but this guy brings a, a new brand to it, and, and uh, he was fun to get to talk to. I'm glad we got to sit down with him. Yes, yes. Today's guest, very excited. This gentleman, stand-up comedian, originally from India, moved to U.S. as a teenager, but he's kept his accent because he loves it. Uh, he's traveled, uh, traveled around the country and he just wants to make people happy, makes people laugh. Uh, he's been featured in the In Godfrey We T- uh, Trust podcast. Uh, he's been traveling around the world, even working and headlining for Russell Peters. So please welcome to the podcast, Vishnu Baka. All right, well, welcome once again to the podcast. It's so good to have you, Vishnu. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Uh, not a problem. Not a yeah, problem. So happy to have you here. <laughs> yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing you perform in Pittsburgh, opening up for Pete Lee, and I was just like, "This guy is hilarious." So when I saw that, I was like, "We gotta, we gotta have him on the podcast." So excited! We're gonna jump right into it. This is always a fun question to ask for comedians, but first off, what inspired you to pursue pursue a career in comedy? I, I it's always been my thing. Like telling stories was my thing. I I. I kept moving schools when I was growing up. So that was how I made friends. Um, that's how I was able to connect to other people, comedy and telling jokes and kind of taking a little thing and exaggerating it to make it funny. And then like, you know, you share it with your friends and then we, you know, so, and then when I moved to America, I, when I realized you could make money doing that, I was like, oh, that's, this is like made for me. But initially I was worried with my accent and, you know, like I, my lack of understanding of American culture, you know, would, you know, I didn't know how that would affect me. So it took me a long time to kind of figure my way and then get into it. Like, you know, so I did come to the game much later, but uh, I've always been like, like when I, the minute I realized you could make money telling jokes, I was like, that is what, I mean, you could make a career out of it. I was like, that's what I want to do. I love that. I love that. And the, and 
it's funny that you say that because um, when I heard that you had, you know, been to 14 different schools by the time that you hit fifth grade, I thought, wow, that's incredible. And me personally, um, I traveled a lot. I not as much, but I lived in three different states and was in four different high schools uh, by the time I ended up going to college. So what an experience there. What was that experience like? And um, how did that kind of help like shape your comedy, do you think? It, well, the biggest thing is like every time I like I kind of had like this progression, like, you know, I was I went to school in like a really tiny remote village, you know, for a little while. And then I got to interact those with those people who are like very in, in a way like they're kind of far away from civilization, like in, in terms of how Western people live. And then when I moved to a town, I was like, wow, th those guys must be exposed to so much more than we are here. You know, they must know something bigger, better about life. And then I go there and I realize they're just as confused as I was back home. It's just, you know, they're, they have more, more, you know, they're more conflicted about more things, but it's the, the still their, 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 their approach is still very prim primitive in a way. Uh, and then I come to America and I like everywhere I'm like thinking like, oh, I'll find something I haven't seen. And it's like always it's the same. It's the same hypocrisy. Like everybody likes to point fingers at other people and blame them or like everybody wants to like, like kind of cover up the shit they did and and like, you know, make others look like. Like, for example, like when I grew up in India, I used to think like British people actually felt bad for what they were doing to us and left India. You know, it's like they were like one day they had this realization like, oh, my God, why are we treating these people like this? And they left our country. That's at least that's what I thought. And then I came here and I was reading the books written by them and the excuses they were giving for treating us the way they did. I was like, wow, like they never really left because they felt bad. It's like they're still excusing their actions, you know, and and that kind of made me kind of realize that in a way we are all kind of small people. Like we all don't know what the fuck is going on. We might be <laughs> living in like, you know, like you guys in Western countries or like now that I'm here, we're, we might be experiencing more luxuries and and more life maybe, but in terms of like primitive happiness, we are still not happy. Like, you know, it's the same thing. We are still trying to figure out like, why the fuck are we here? Why can't, what do I need to do to make myself happy? Because there's no satisfaction. And when I realized that it's just for me until then, what I, people I used to think, wow, they're big. Like they know something I don't know. It's like, no, it's like, I could just talk about the shit I'm seeing around my myself and it will it will reciprocate with anybody so that's what i'm doing like it's not like when i realized like i until then i was thinking i don't know shit then i realized nobody knows shit so i'm like okay you know, <laughs> yeah it's, no it's true you're right it's the great equalizer <laughs> yeah yeah it's like now i can make jokes about things because i'm not intimidated anymore yeah nor yeah. should you yeah i love that now, when you decided to get into comedy, was uh, this a shock to your family? Did did they see this is not a path that would be, you know, something you can make money off of? And, you know. Um, well, for my wife, she was kind of like, in a way, she's like, I discovered you. Like, that's what she said. It's like, you know, 
Oh, she's like, she's like, your first agent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, dude, you're really funny. You got to go out and do stand-up. And like in my head, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I've always been like kind of putting like, you know, restrictions on myself. Like, ah, I don't know like how people will react. I don't know if they get my humor. And, and she's like, no, you got to go do some open mics. And I was like, if she is saying that, like maybe I got no one to really like impress. You know, and then my friends are always like, you got to do stand up. It's just, I was holding myself back. And then even when my wife is saying that, I'm like, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. And initially my dad was like, wait, are you going to be like a clown or something? You know, <laughs> he didn't get it. And I was like, no, dad, not a clown. I'm going to change the world, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you know, but, but when he saw me like open for Russell Peters at uh, AC, I think he kind of understood like, he's like, okay. Like he's like he went to a he like he he said he went to a comedy show when he was in like when he moved here and he had a bad experience because he felt like the comedian really didn't understand the context and he was just making jokes and he was like you know I uh, so like when he saw me he's like oh okay okay you know you're 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 okay like you know you I guess you know what you're doing you know. <laughs> Yeah, and kind of like maybe change the perspective of comedy yeah. stand up for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that because he was thinking like, you know, comedy is like, like the way I guess the one one show he saw he had a bad experience, so he kind of judged the entire all, all stand up yeah, comedy. Yeah, all all stand up, I, I, yeah. I he he made that. a a judgment off of the judgment, one thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you did when you did start to get into it, I mean, obviously you, you've mentioned you've kind of always told jokes and stories and something you love to do. What was your initial kind of range of material? Did you wanted to cover specific things? Were you more, you know, you know, there's so many different brands and styles now of yeah. comedy we see that uh, what what was important for you to to kind of tell a message while also making people laugh? Well, for me, I, I'm always talking about something that either happened to me or I observed that happened. Um, uh, for me, I find humor in that, just like how people interact, like real people interact in different scenarios. And if something comes out of it, that that an advice or, or maybe a guidance to change their ways, I'm grateful, but like, I'm just trying to tell a scenario like how I saw it as funny you know that's that I mean I I think it's much more easier that way if I am trying to out trying to make a make a statement the comedy gets takes a hit but if a statement comes out of a bit that's more original and it's more truthful so I'm usually looking for the comedy and if something comes out of it great and I've seen people like same bit, two different sides understand it completely different ways. And, you know, they both justify and come tell me like, oh, you said this. I felt so like, you know, like that's what I'm trying to say. And 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 they said their view. I was like, I don't know if I really agree with you, but like, I'm glad you got something like, but at least it kind of centered you like, you know, I, you know, like the, like I see both sides come in like, you know, they maybe they get something out of it and it feels good when both sides can 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 come in like you know something hits them and maybe that would kind of bring them closer like centralize them but but those are all like 
not something I can control. I don't, you know, I just want to tell jokes. Yeah. You never know what the audience you're going to get for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously you, you had said to very, that you got into the comedy and stand up career late later in life yeah. than maybe some other people have. Yeah. But you know, knowing that this is a career, but growing up and moving around who were, or who are like some of your favorite comedians uh, or what comedians inspired your maybe comedy. Um, in in I, I I watch both Western and also my Telugu co- comedy a lot. Like uh, one of the unique things that in uh, well growing up I used to listen to this play in Telugu that my parents really didn't understand why. Like they said we were in this remote area we didn't have TV or nothing and we had a tape player and we had like two cassettes and one of them is this comedy tape. So I would play that in loop all the time. And, my, and it's actually about a prostitute and how she screwed over these guys. And then later on, they, they learned their lesson and they and the prostitute like realizes her, like, you know, it's a, it's a very comedy thing, like how they're trying to hit on her and how she's deflecting them and fleecing them. And my, it's kind of an adult comedy. And my parents would let me listen to it, thinking that I didn't know what was going on, but I'm just laughing at the jokes. But like, you know, I also understood what was going on. And that was my, my, like, I listened to that tape. I still have it, like, somewhere. Like, I probably listened to it for, like, a few years because that was pretty much the only audio entertainment in the house. Um, and then later on, when I moved here, I, I watched Jay Leno a lot, like, stand-up comedy. Uh, uh, because we have the local TV. That's the only thing I, I could get, like, you know, the NBC. I didn't really like David Letterman that much. And then I, I watched a lot of classic TV, like Bob Hope and... You know, um, um, growing up, Charlie Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, and uh, in Telugu, we have like really good comedians. At one point, um, actually, right now they say Telugu language films have more comedians than anybody else in any other industry, even though we're only one little state, because comedy is like a big part of our films. Um, you know, if if there's a good comedy, the movie is a hit for sure. Oh, I love that. So, I did not know that. Yeah, so it's it's like for me, I get I got lucky because I got exposed to that comedy and this, which is like, you know, I think that like they both helped me a lot. Well, yeah, it's a nice blending of of yeah. both worlds to, you yeah. know, represent that. Now, you yeah. do have a unique style to your comedy. I wanted to talk more a little bit about your process with with writing, especially nowadays. You know, it is such a trend, too, with apart from just hitting the clubs. There is such a thing now with social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, people seeing stuff on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. And yeah. of course, you know, Netflix being a, a huge hit with getting a lot of specials made. Uh, same with Prime and Hulu. Yeah. So, you know, what what is kind of, you know, process now with, you know, a post-pandemic. Yeah. I'm still kind of going through it, but, you know, uh, with yeah. your brand of comedy now. Well, um, for me, it's still like, you know, when I take something on stage and kind of explore it on stage, uh, you know, I get laughs and, you know, that is still the process. Um, but but now that I get to do longer sets, I don't have to do open mics because, you know, within a longer set, I can try a couple of new bits and in a weekend I could write like, you know, a couple of bits and because, you know, you keep trying it out like five, six times, you know. So that's one pro- one thing. I also, 
I I'm I want to write more, but I I don't get to write as much. So I I tend to like, um, you know, tape myself or try to make like a video or something and put it out on on YouTube uh, on on Instagram about something like something silly, and then now that I have that out there and kind of see what people are thinking about that, I could kind of figure out how I could take that joke. Um, you know. Most of the time, as a, as a comedian, you're trying to call out the hypocrisies, right? So that's all we are looking for. You're and you're always keeping it. It's keeping it fresh because, unfortunately, hypocrisies continue. But I think yeah. that's you bring up an interesting point because now that you have an uh, Instagram and TikTok, you put out stuff that you performed at a club, or yeah. you know, you're opening for Russell Peters, which we're going to get into in a bit. Uh, yeah. So you can get that instantaneous reaction from a large audience because okay this club yeah. had maybe 50 people but yeah. now i put this video there and now i've got like a thousand comments yeah you know, twenty thousand likes so then yeah. you're reaching a wider audience and that that's almost like a really cool like tool now you can use so yeah. hopefully you're hopefully to better your process but i i it you know chris hasn't had the pleasure of seeing you but i i just loved your delivery because you do have this very great dry sense of humor where you you take your time with the jokes and you you really live in kind of the awkward pauses and the uh -huh. silence, which I think yeah. a lot of comedians are afraid to do. Where there's like, uh, wait, I need to say something. No, you don't. It's like, how can I draw it out? And just your, it's physical comedy that you do without being physical. If you, that makes sense, because you kind of just look at the audience and just kind of like, <laughs> just take it all in. And I really appreciated that. That you know, that I don't know if that was kind of by accident or just something you kind of like were doing it purposely. When I was a kid, like when I moved to a bigger town, um, I was kind of overwhelmed. This is like in my fifth grade, I I just moved to a bigger town and there's like 100 kids in my class and I was like a nobody. I, I didn't understand what the fuck is going on because I was from a village. And I was like a big deal in my village because I was like the smart kid in class and all the other kids were like friends with me. And then I come here, I was like nobody. And and like usually when there's like a study period or when a teacher is like can't make it, they would they would ask us to stay quiet and I, I would take that opportunity to tell stories. And and then after a while, it became a thing where the teacher, if the teacher has to take a break, she would be like, hey, wish to come up here and tell them a story. So I've been doing that since I was in fifth grade, which kind of where that comes from, because a lot of times um, you want to give a time for audience to react for something in their head and make an assumption that you could crack and make them think like, oh, wait, like he fucked me over. I thought this is going to happen, but this is what happened, you know? Yeah. And, and I need to give them that time because if I, if I rush through it, they don't have a time to decide where I'm going with it, which means I'm not surprising them. So I, I that's why I give them those like you know, it's like I'm going to, I'm going to say this and let you go wherever you want to go with it for a second, and then I'll take you. Um, that that's that's where it like you know trying to tell a story and kind of make it interesting kind of thing. Uh, whereas with a co comedy, like we're always taught like oh you got to have a laugh after every three lines and and like i mean i guess it works for a lot of people that's why they say it but for me it's like the bigger laugh is better for me i could wait 
until like and then see i you know i get a get bigger laugh like and certain times like earlier you were talking about social media the difference like i would do a joke i have this religious joke where people get really quiet because they really don't know where i'm going to go like whether i'm going to offend them or i'm going to say something you know so people get really quiet and then as i build it up and then i break the break the release they laugh but when they watch when someone watch it on 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 youtube or something them they probably are seeing it second time or maybe they have seen it, like you know they're like why are these people so quiet it's so funny why are they you know and they will be like oh yo man this audience don't do good to you like they they're not laughing and but it's a different experience like you know being like there right there with all these people thinking like what the fuck is going to happen next like what is he going to say that you know is he going to say the right thing or the it's wrong the, thing it's the anticipation yeah yeah and the, the intensity of it and then watching it on youtube like am i going to shit on him or like him like you don't really have you're not that vested into it and and already you see a bunch of likes so you know it's not bad or it's you know so it's so it's different <laughs> it's a different experience like but in a in a beautiful way it does allow for a lot of people who may not know you to get exposed to you oh yeah uh, which oh, i yeah. think is the been the great thing of you know a lot of up and coming comics that maybe haven't you know there's are doing the club scene and they're doing it really the proper way comedy's been done for decades but it just allows for a new pocket of audience to you know if especially if you're going to never really be around maybe an area that you know would play to them to get yeah. to see them but it does yeah there's something it's it's the same with like I'm I'm a stage actor and it you know as much as you can watch a production film there's nothing like going and seeing something live and I feel like the same with stand up I love watching specials I love listening to comedy on my drives but there's something unique about being there in the actual oh yeah oh yeah it's it's just that connection you have like you're all sitting in this room and sharing something and most of them didn't did not know me don't know me or they didn't listen to the jokes before so it's it's yeah i was going to say something i it, it crossed my mind and um like I, I will get to it if that's, and, that's all right. We can no end problem, it back. No problem. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to say, yeah, I there was my my then fiance, my now wife, when we went and saw you. I have to say, obviously, we came. I I came for Pete Lee, but you know, you were a highlight. We still talked about it. I just love his opening line. Vishnu's like, uh, as you can tell by my accent, I'm from New Jersey, and so just like <laughs> just cutting the the stereotypes and, and whatnot. And I think it's great because also representing. There's some amazing. Um, Indian uh, comedians out there and obviously one of the greats here Russell Peters we got to talk about him comedian legend huge representation of Indian comedy and comedians how did how did you guys connect how did that work because I know you were touring around Asia and oh yeah tell us how you connected with him and what's the experience been like touring and opening for him so one of the people that broke that uh, broke that barrier for me is Russell Peter like uh, Russell Peters like Uh, he came to our college i think in 2005 or 6 and and first all my friends are like yo this comedian indian comedian like you know let's go check him out indian guy like you know and i was expecting all the indian people to come and it i thought it's some indian comedian like i didn't know russell peters at the time and i went to the show with my friends and it wasn't all indian people it was like white people black people like it's mixed race and everybody was having fun and and he was like making fun of every culture 
but everybody is enjoying it and i was like wow like it can be done like you know it's like in, it doesn't matter who you are and you know you could do this so once i started doing comedy my always my dream is to kind of one day meet him and and thank him for like kind of opening that barrier for me and and um, i he came to stress factory i met him but i didn't really get to talk to him that well but i did ask him if i could come see him next time and he said sure um and then i he, i met him in pittsburgh again i went in and uh covid time they wouldn't let anybody in i asked them if i could go uh if they would check with him and he che- they checked with him and he, i also sent him a message earlier saying like can i come and say hi to you at pittsburgh and he said sure so i showed them that message to like see he said he responded saying sure and so they let me in i walk in and he looks at me and he goes you're a comedian right and i was like yeah uh yeah um we met at uh, stress factory and he's like i don't remember that but i saw one of your bits online you're funny and i was like 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 a dumbass i was like which one <laughs> <laughs> and he actually told me one of the one of my bits and i was like wow you really did see it and after that i yeah, i was like i heard like if you if you like a comedian you give them guest spot i was just being goofy you know i didn't think you know it would be possible to get a guest spot in like you know russell show and he's like yeah sure like you want to do 10 minutes okay let put him on next show um, and he put me on next show he gave me 10 minutes and all of a sudden i opened for russell peters and i had a great set and after that he's like they like he introduced me to everybody and he was like like see i told you he's funny and you know it was it was so cool and i asked him later like what made you see my bit and he's like like the way you approached me it was very humble and you know usually i get hit by comedians very arrogant like trying to like act like you know i owe them something um and the way you hit me up was more like you know well it it like touched me certain way that i was like let me see at least this guy if this guy is funny i'll say yes and then i went and saw your bits and you're funny so i was like okay sure come in meet me so that's kind of really nice of him to like, tell me that it it made me kind of like close that you know loop in my head like how you know is it just luck or did i do something to deserve this you know well i think i think it's a little bit of both i mean it's right time yeah. and place but like you said i i think people don't realize whether it's the comedy scene or you know live the you know the theater scene or film television i think humbleness goes a long way it and does it, it does it really is how you treat people and how you come across because you got to shoot your shot but you know i think when you come at like me i've noticed when i go up to if i see someone um chris here my my better half of the podcast he's based in la i'm based here in pittsburgh so he's seeing a lot more celebrities you know out and about than i would but I've noticed when I go, I'm like, I don't go for, let me get the photo. I just like to go and be like, Hey, I really enjoyed this, this, something you did. Or if it's comedian, I'm like, that bit really spoke to me. Like, Hey, I saw you before you were in this film or something. And even just that. And that's all I want. I don't want a photo. I just want to tell like, like you did with Russell's like, Hey, you, your comedy spoke to me and inspired me. And I probably wouldn't be here without you. You know? So I think that humbleness is, is amazing. Humble and hungry. i i i mean i think also i i mean something that i feel like anyone who's successful in in any any field tend to be more humbler than the people that are trying to uh, put a um 
facade, facade or, you know, like the people that are bragging or that are really loud are the ones that have a chip on their shoulder and they're trying to prove something. Whereas the people that are, that are like, you know, that know, like, because as a, as an artist, like in my head, I really don't know. Like, I don't think I'm doing this. It's like, for me, it's like, like some invisible force, I don't know what it is, is, is blessing me with this. I don't want to be get religious on you on you guys. Like it's not about religion. It's it's like for me, some I don't believe in religion per se, where you impose your beliefs on other people, but I do respect the force that made this world the way it is. And it's so logical and so organized, and the only people that are not logical are us, human beings. And like, you know, right now we talk about AI taking over in a way, I'm like. AI is logical. I would rather AI run this world than them as human beings who are biased and prejudiced and, you know, insecure and selfish. So, you know, so for me, I, I always see, every time I see someone who's accomplished, they tend to be more humbler and cooler and chill. And the, it's the people who are arrogant are the people that are not really cool. So I would rather be like those people if I want to, like, you know, and, and for me, I really don't understand. Like, even I don't know why people are laughing at my jokes. I, I'm literally telling these things. I felt fun. I thought are funny. And I'm just really grateful that other people find it funny. I so think, yeah, you have to do that. I think it, comedy, it has to be something. If you find it funny, other people would, would I think, will. Because especially if it's everyday life. Because I think yeah, yeah. the funniest people are not comedians. It's the people in yeah. our lives or things that we go through. Yeah, yeah. That's true. We are just observing. We are just observing and reporting. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now through that tour with Russell Peters, or you know, in your own means, yeah. have you gone to go back to India to do any stand up? No, no. Um, Russell was planning to go to India, but I didn't think I would. Um, he, he would because also like he gets hit by so many people. Uh, he has so many people in the asking for, and he has obligations. So I'm just grateful that he took me to Asia and and he he gave me like when he came to NJPAC, he let me open for him and so I I I haven't actually asked him for any of the spots to tell you the truth. It's always him where he's like I I always ask him if I if he's nearby I'll be like can I come and hang out and and if he says yes I go hang out and sometimes if he doesn't respond I know you know he's busy and he doesn't want to say no like you know. I take that as a no and I don't bother him. Um, but like every, every every opportunity I got is where he called me and he said, hey, Vishnu, like even when, when I went to Asia, I wasn't expecting. My phone was ringing. I was like, Russell Peters is calling me? Like, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I pick it up and he's like, hey, Vishnu, how are you doing? I was like, I was good, Russell. Uh, thanks for calling me. And he's like, you want to go to Asia with me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, yeah i didn't even have to think about it for a second i was like yeah like i just finished the sentence and i said yeah i texted taylor it was probably six it's probably been over six months now ago but like i walked right by him and his daughter in a target in manhattan beach and i remember yeah, it was yeah. one of those double takes i went was that russell peters and it definitely was yeah. um yeah he he seems like a great guy and and again, mm -hmm. like, you know, with talking about res representation matters, you know, we're seeing more 
you know, ending comics and just comics that are kind of changing the barriers, changing representation, you know, with you already kind of getting your name out there. Um, what's kind of some future goals for you with comedy? What are some aspirations? You know, are you wanting to do like a, a film special? You, you know, you said you, you do enjoy writing. Uh, what's kind of like, What's the future for you? What do you think? With well, comedy? I am trying to write a, um, a little script. I want to make that. Um, I'm working on it right now. I thought of doing a podcast, but I, I'm not really, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, it's not, I'm not that regular. That's, you know, I don't know if I can do it. I want to do it, but um, I'm hoping I will pass at more clubs. That's like right now my goal. I really want to go to JFL and hopefully get an agent and that I could like become a touring comment like that comic like that's my immediate goal like I want to get on the road and at least make enough living so I could do this full time once that happens I will figure out where yeah you're like then I'm done yeah as long as I don't have to like do two jobs I'm, I'm you know that's the beginning yeah, well, yeah, you, yeah, you got a, you got your uh, your husband and your dad, so you get, you get your hands full. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quit my job to go on the tour with Russell, and um, I haven't gone back yet. Um, but um, I'm hoping I don't have to go back. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, well, well see. I hope that you uh, definitely can make it back to Pittsburgh. We enjoyed it, and hopefully, oh yeah, I want to come back LA, to LA and Chris Kisson enjoy seeing you perform live. But oh, uh, thank you, thank you so yeah. much. I'm going to reach out to Pittsburgh, and uh, I'm going to ask them if I could do like a Wednesday night or something. Maybe. Oh, that'd yeah. be that, that'd nice. be awesome. I I would definitely. Uh, I'm going to keep an eye out. So you're going to you know, let, let us know when you're there. So. <laughs> I will, I will. But well, you know, Vishnu, we can't let you go yet. We do have to ask you. These are our specific podcast questions. So we ask these. Five questions of all of our guests. Um, some of these are gonna be a little tough to answer because you might have multiple answers, but just give us one. So I'll start off with what is a favorite movie of yours? Uh my favorite movie is this Indian movie called Magadira, a Telugu movie. Uh it's about it's uh, okay, it's about this princess and this other guy, her bodyguard, they fall in love in their previous life. And they die and they're reborn. And then every time he touches her, he keeps getting a little of his memory back. So, and like eventually they both get their memory back from their previous life. And, you know, it's it's kind of a fun movie. And the, the villains also kind of show up from previous life to here, you know. Oh, that's uh, it's cool. Like, yeah, it was. Magadira. Magadira. Oh. That's uh, that's the same director who made this uh, recent movie called RRR. If you yes. Know. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, right. it's it's one of his earlier movies. Oh, that's cool. It's like oh. it was in two thousand nine. I think it's on YouTube. But it's... all right, we'll check it out. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number two, what is um, a favorite TV show or TV series that you enjoy? TV show or TV series? Oh man. My favorite South Park. I love South Park. <laughs> there we go. I can't watch it with my kids around. No, no. And my thirteen-year-old, <laughs> my thirteen-year-old is like, it's about kids. I should be watching this. I was like, you don't know what they talk about. You're not ready for it yet. Yeah. <laughs> my eleven-year-old, yeah. not thirteen. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Our next question is: Do you have a favorite video game or video game series? Do you like to game? Oh, I love Call of Duty. Um, oh, okay. You know, but I don't get to play as much. Like, but but that's one game I really enjoy. Like, 
Nice. Call of Duty. I have to say, on a side note, it's funny, speaking of representation, Call of Duty, and uh, one of my favorite uh, um, (laughs) references to Call of Duty, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, and he talks about uh, growing up Karachi in Pakistan, and he's like, I played Call of Duty and this is a town. I'm in the town that I'm from. It's like, he's like, he's like, and, uh, but he was laughing at like, cause the language was not correct. And yeah. it was just yeah. it's a whole funny bit. Oh um, yeah. And uh, so we are vision. We are definitely a nerdy podcast. Um, we talk about a lot of nerdy things and you can nerd out on almost anything. Uh, what would you say your nerd level is on a scale of one to 10, 10 being very nerdy, uh, one, not so much, like, you know, a lot about a lot of things or what would you say your nerd level is? I, I do read a lot of history. Uh, so I am pretty nerdy in that sense, mm-hmm. but I am kind of nerdy, but I'm also get bored of stuff too fast. So I, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, I'll get really nerded out about something for like a couple of months and then I, I get sick of it and I don't want to go back to it for years. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how that, you know, maybe you're probably, to... I'd say you're probably, you're probably like a six or seven. I yeah. Six say. or seven. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. I love to uh, get nerd out in history. That's pretty cool. Is, um, oh, yeah. um, well, our final question for you, Vishnu is we do love to do impressions on this show. So we want to hear your best impression. It can be of literally anyone, anything, uh, Take it away. You don't have to tell us what it is. Sometimes we like to guess, but if it's a quote uh, or an impression, what do you want to do? Suck, but I'll try. Right. Um, okay, this is about this is a Trump joke, my Trump joke. <laughs> okay. Now, um, Donald Trump is the only guy I I'm scared of him because he's the only guy that I know that got a refund from a prostitute. <laughs> and and his thing is like, well, she she sucked. But but I'm good at it. I'm 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 better at it. I can suck better. She did not do a good job at sucking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she said yeah, I, I better. suck better. I know yeah. how to suck. Okay, I am okay. the king of sucking. You know, yeah. you know I'm, 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 I'm the best at it, sucking at everything. <laughs> yeah. People say it. I'm not saying it, but people say I'm really good at it. <laughs> they know it's, that it's I'm... the hands. It's, it's the, the hands. hands. Yeah, yeah, do the hands. Yeah, it's all the hand gestures. Oh, that was <laughs> <Love> great. <it. laughs> Oh. Uh, well, Vishnu, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they follow you and see um, your stuff? It's I'm, I'm streamlining all my stuff. It's Vishnu Vaka Comedy. Uh, V-I-S-H-N-U V-A-K-A Comedy. Uh, it's Instagram, TikTok. I also, on, also on YouTube. I haven't posted yet there. I'm going to do that. But, but great, that's great, Vishnu Vaka Comedy. And I also have my website, VishnuVaka.com. All right, we'll go out and check that stuff out, folks. And uh, yeah, Vishnu, we thank you so much for coming on the podcast, talking about your comedy. And uh, best of luck with your future endeavors. And can't wait to see you on stage at some point. Thank you. I'll let you guys know when I come to Pittsburgh. Thank you so much. And, you know, thank you for all the back and forth. You know, I'm so sorry. No, No, you're you're, you're totally good, man. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much (laughs) for having me, guys. So I got to say off the bat, one thing I really love about him is kind of his approach with like, in a way, like his comedy is to kind of battle the the hierarchy and the the powers that be, you know, we're all, we're all equal plane. We're all just kind of figuring this, this shit out. You know, we're not, no one has all the answers, you know, his, him kind of 
taking on these uh, stories, as he says, you know, that's something that he really took to heart as a kid. And and even the fact that, you know, he's finding comedy as a second career. You know, this wasn't his initial uh, career. He's now realizing you can make money from this and uh, hoping to climb that ladder so that he can do it full time. And hopefully he does get to that that position. Yeah, I mean, to not um, to have a very different trajectory. A lot of comedians start very young. He started much later in the game. But what I like about him and what I've heard from other comedians, you know, especially that we've had on there, he finds the humor in everyday life. I mean, he's a father, he's a husband, and yeah, he just has a great attitude, and I can't wait to see where he goes next. Um, I had the pleasure of seeing him in person, as we said before, and so, yeah, it was great, and hopefully I'll have to have him back in, because I definitely expect big things for Vishnu, so it was a good time. Yeah, for sure. So make sure you go check out uh, his socials, so you can see him, uh, you know, videos and stand up and check where he might be playing next but uh until next time keep enjoying the summer guys stay cool if it's hot out there and we'll be back with more potential podcasts coming soon thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on instagram and facebook at the potential podcast or on twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.